get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. This is exactly where you want to be listening to us. It's BK and Ferrario, live from the Car Shield Studio on 101 ESPN. He's Alex Ferrario, that's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. We've been talking a lot this morning about John Mosellock's comments from the general manager's meetings. He told Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, the Cardinals see their everyday club as, quote, pretty much set. He also added that there's a lot of talent out there. There are also price points, and we have always been an organization where it, uh, if we can do it from within, we are going to, and told Derek Gould, but John Mosellock did, that the shortstop market has, quote, not been a focus for the Cardinals to this point and that they are focusing most of their attention on the pitching side of things. Jesse Rogers is an MLB insider for ESPN and ESPN.com. He joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Want to get his thoughts on both John Mosellock's comments and what is taking place right now out at the GM meetings. Jesse, thanks so much for hopping on with us today, man. What's been the biggest uh, scuttlebutt so far out there at the GM meetings? Well, I mean, the labor negotiations, right? I mean, that's sort of the elephant in the room. And GMs are basically saying it's business as usual right now. But that's going to change towards the end of this month. And and obviously, there may not be any business next month. So that's kind of like the underlying theme here. Um, And the shortstop market is certainly the other thing. Uh, Scott Boris is going to do his State of the Union address, or should I call it the State of Scott Boris's client, (laughs) uh, today. today, And we'll get a little bit better idea. Now he has Marcus Simeon in his camp as well. Seager, you know, so he uh, annually sort of runs the free agent market. Um, As usual, I don't expect anything early to happen. Uh, Been asking a lot of GMs if if agents are getting a little antsy because of the potential lockout. Do do players want to sign? But it's really no different than in the past. Players always want to sign early. But these these off seasons don't go like the NBA or or NFL. They 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 really you know get drawn out. So um, I think it is business as usual this month. And and what that means is not a lot of action because there just usually isn't a lot of action. But a lot of conversations going on and a lot of people wondering if there'll be a winter meetings, if there'll be any transactions next month. So a lot of moving parts this off season when you when you include the CBA. Uh, you know, labor problem right now. Yeah, Jesse, if you don't mind me honing in on that CBA, because I saw a report earlier today that said that apparently it uh, already has gotten nasty between the uh, players' side and the front office, the uh, MLB side. I mean, is this thing going to just kind of just down spiral quickly in the next couple of weeks? Probably, probably, especially towards the end of the month as we approach uh, the, the, the expiration on December 1st. Uh, it's just, they're just not, anywhere close to being on the same page. Um, just my own personal opinion. I've 
and I'm pretty up on all this stuff. I've, I've mostly been a pro union guy. Like I understand the players have short careers. They're the, they're the money makers um, in terms of bringing the fans, right? The owners don't do any of that stuff. They just own the team. So I've been, most of us are probably on the, a lot of times on the player side, I think, because they're the stars of this thing. But this time around, I'm, I'm more, I'm sort of leaning towards the league. I think the league wants to at least, if they don't want to meet the players halfway, they want to meet them a quarter of the way. And I'm not sure they're getting much um, response back uh, from the union in terms of meeting them somewhere in the middle or somewhere uh, like that, if, if you get what I mean. I, they, they, I think the union wants a big win in this thing. I think that a stall tactic is part of their strategy. Um, the owners put forth a, a proposal that isn't great for the players, but it's a starting point. And they're not, they're not really responding off of that. They're just coming back with the same, we want the kitchen sink type thing. So, uh, you know, that could be their strategy, sort of push this thing, wait, 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 get the players, you know, excited once you hear the word lockout and, you know, they become even more unified, unified. And then, you know, maybe the deal gets struck in January or something. So right now I'm sort of leaning towards the league, um, you know, negotiating in a little bit better faith, but, but it's not like either side is giving a lot to, to the other side in terms of breaking this, uh, you know, sort of dam, so to speak, and, and, and getting on to all the little issues that need to be figured out. Can't wait for the next three months of talking about labor disputes once again. It's going to be great. I, I know that yeah. the same thing is true for you, Jesse. All right, let's talk. While we still have an off season to talk about, let's do so. Uh, you heard what I mentioned about John Mosellock, the comments that he made to Derek Gould yesterday you're you're talking to people around the league. Are you hearing the Cardinals connected to the shortstop market, or do you buy what John Mosellock is selling, that they're really not in on that market? Yeah, first of all, I think John uh, said that to Derek. I was standing like 10 feet away. I wish it was eavesdropping better. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I, I, I am buying it to a certain extent because I'm not hearing a lot about about the Cardinals. They're, they're one of the teams, the White Sox, the team I cover in Chicago, that you know they, they work pretty close to the vest. Um uh, so you never know. Like it's, we didn't we didn't necessarily have that Nolan Arenado thing locked down, and then boom, it happens, right? So um, and even Goldschmidt. Um, so I, I, it wouldn't shock me if if they got in it, you know, and whatever. But when a, when a when an executive goes on the record that publicly and says we're not really interested, you do have to take that at face value many times, right? And so I I, I believe him. I don't know why they wouldn't be. This is Yachty and Adam Wainwright's last year. You want all those gold gloves, but not not at short. Get all these nice OPSs, but not at short, right? There is an opening with all sorts of star players available. Yes, it's going to cost you. Maybe he's you know sort of driving down the market by saying it publicly. Who knows? Um, I mean, Marcus Simeon would be a great fit there because he's a little bit older, and you guys are trying to win now. So you wouldn't have to break the bank three hundred million for someone like that. He's a great citizen, solid guy, put up numbers. Like I, I feel like that would be a nice if the, if he would sign for three years, get you through this little period here, and maybe, you know, and, and help out. So I believe him, but I'm not sure why he would be saying that unless there's some strategy behind it. They will focus on pitching. You know, you know, everyone knows what happened last year with the injuries. You can never have enough pitching. And here's the other thing: you, every team does a calculus about you know, how many wins they can, they can project for the next season and, 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 and the other teams in their division. I mean, I can tell you right now, it's a two team division. It's a two team division. I know that you say that in November and anything can change, but you tell me how Cincinnati, Chicago, or Pittsburgh is going to compete. I, I can't see a, an Avenue. So when you're down to two teams, 
you don't need to go past the, the luxury tax threshold and sign three guys. You know, you, you're pretty much in the playoffs now if you're the Cardinals, barring something crazy. So all of that plays a mix. Why should we sign this guy when we saw the Braves win, get, win it all with 88 wins? So all these things are part of it. Think about the AL East. Each of those teams needs to one-up the other one, needs to get that much better because that's a competitive division. The NL Central right now is not. I did want to ask a little bit of a follow-up on the shortstop market because you covered Javi Baez up there in Chicago for a number of years. And yesterday we talked to your former colleague, Keith Law, and he said, hey, you know, a guy that might be of interest to the Cardinals if he ends up having to settle on that one-year deal would be Javi Baez. He has some things that he needs to fix, obviously, with his approach. He needs to be a little more selective, and who knows if that's ever going to be the case for him. Do you get the sense that there is a chance he has to settle for a one-year deal? And if so, how do you think he would fit with the Cardinals? I actually think he would fit pretty well. I, I do think he would fit pretty well. Um, but let's go to the first question because that's the, that's the tougher one. Sure. There, he, he, uh, he, none of these guys, but I know him very well, no way wants to sign a one-year deal. I mean, these guys have been waiting for this day through the pandemic. Uh, and when you talk about bias, through contract negotiations with the Cubs, Sort of, you know, and then the pandemic hits, and then he doesn't get the contract, and then boom, and he's traded, and now finally free agency, and he's got to do it all over again in 22. It's possible because the market is so flooded, but it's the last resort. It's a last resort. So even if it's three years, you know, instead of five or six, I, I think all these guys want the security. A lot of them have been waiting a long time, and then add the pandemic in the middle of it, you know, kind of hurt their. It hurt a lot of guys' trajectory, including bias. Like, he was on this $200, $150 million trajectory. Pandemic hits, he has a bad year, and then he just never gets back at it. So I do think he'd be a good fit, but I don't think he wants a one-year deal. So on the pitching side of this one, Jesse, you know, we've heard names. I mean, Max Scherzer, of course, is at the top of this list. We've heard Marcus Stroman connected to the Cardinals. We've heard somebody uh, on the lower level of the market, like a Steven Matz connected to the Cardinals. Are, are there pitchers that stick out to you that should be a priority for John Moselock and company to target? You named a couple there, and I, I think the, the, the range is very wide. That, it's a wide net. That, that's the phrase we use. It's a wide net. For pitching and you know you can you can be patient and snare someone late you can be aggressive and get someone like there's so many different ways to get it done and um you know i i don't think that um you know look people have said you know scherzer to st louis would be great for one year but he's looking for that big multi-year deal so i don't uh, i think they're going to keep it nimble and try to win this year for obvious reasons and not get you know bogged down in a huge huge contract so let's you know, look at those names you mentioned, and maybe there is a pitcher with a one-year deal uh, uh, interested in, in that sense, or a mid-level guy that's not going to cost much for three years. That's 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 kind of what I'm seeing from the Cardinals. Um, although another, you know, ace type. You know, I'm I'm just thinking about the Cardinals. They're on the verge of something special, and a and a one or two big moves or three or four small moves could really put them over the top. Because again, you could pencil them into October. So. I think it's a wide net for for pitching, and that's why you hear sort of a wide range of names. Jesse, a guy that I've been talking a lot about because the A's seem to be going into a reset right now is Sean Manaya, the starting pitcher. He's 29 years old. He has had some injury issues, of course, in his past, but he was excellent for the A's last year. What do you think the cost would be in terms of prospect return for a guy like Manaya, who has one year left on his deal, the projections say about $10 million in arbitration, what do you think it's going to cost prospect-wise to get a guy like that? 
Yeah, it's, it's not terrible. It won't be terrible. When, when you when you get that guy in that last year of a deal, you have to give up a couple couple guys. Um, if they're top ten guys, it's it's like seven and eight, you know, in your in your farm system. Um, maybe you get if it's one for one, you get a top, you know, number five or something. It's it's not over the top. You're not giving up your best prospects for one year of Sean Manaya. So it could be three guys at the at, you know ten or below. It could be two guys between five and ten. It's that kind of thing. And, um, and, and by the way, you asked me sort of the storylines. Like, there's no doubt Oakland's one of them as well. It, it, it's, it sounds like a fire sale. Like, everybody's lining up. And that, that, is, that really, you know, it's not good for agents that have free agents because, first and foremost, teams will look to trade before they spend that big money. And so I think if anybody, if any team makes some early trades, it could be Oakland because it does feel like there's going to be a little bit of a feeding frenzy and some teams can fill holes just from them. And then you, you look to the free agent market. So Cardinals are good at that kind of stuff. I could see a deal like that with Sean Manaya. That makes sense. Um, again, the wide, the wide net that they cast, knowing that you know, they had those injuries last year, you can never have enough starting pitching or relieving. I think it makes sense that Mosaic said that publicly. That's their focus. Though, um, man, maybe a shortstop falls in the lap because it would really put them over the top. Final question for Jesse Rogers of ESPN.com. Follow him on Twitter at Jesse Rogers ESPN. Uh, Jesse, the other team I wanted to ask you about when it comes to trades, and I legitimately don't know where they're at right now, is Cleveland. Uh, they have a couple of players that could be intriguing on the trade market. Uh, where are they at right now in your mind? Do you think they're going to com- try to compete again next year, or is there a soft reset coming once again in Cleveland? I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't think they're going to do a, a, a complete reset. I think they're going to try to push their chips in a little bit, but but that, for them, it's never all in. It's never all in. So, so you think I'm Jose Ramirez sure sticks? Gonna, yeah, right, exactly. I think he sticks and maybe even gets an extension. I, I think that's possible. That's something I've heard here at the meeting. So I think they're going to sort of do it the Cleveland way, and they've always been competitive. Look, is Terry Francona, assuming he's back and everything, is he is is he going to go through a, a reset, a rebuild? You know, I don't know. But that division is getting better by the day. I mean, everybody loves the Tigers, and they're probably going to get one of those shortstops. Kansas City is definitely, you know, sort of coming out of a little bit of a rebuild. They think so. I don't know. That's a good question about Cleveland. Um, I don't I don't think they want to do a reset. I think they they feel like they figured out a way to compete while doing it with, with uh, without spending a lot of money, especially on the mound. They've got that, you know, Chicago Cubs hired away one of their player development guys because of the way Cleveland develops pitchers. So if you can win on the mound, you have a chance. You know, you have a chance. I think that's still the way Cleveland's going to go and, and keep Jose Ramirez. Jesse, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for giving us a little insight onto, into what's going on over there in the general manager's meetings. And hopefully we'll be able to talk with them about a winter meetings with you coming up here in the next month or so. Yeah, you got it, guys. Yeah, call anytime. The end of the month is going to be interesting, and that's kind of my my uh, my assignment right now is stay on the labor stuff. And it's uh, not exactly fun, but it's something at least. <laughs> awesome. well, well, good we luck with it, Jesse. Jesse. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. 
Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.